0: Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renew Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami.
1: My first sermon, my mouth got dry because I was so nervous. And I'm giving my wife sign languages. I'm going, and my wife's like, I'm like, And I'm like, in the middle of my sermon, I said, can I get some water, please? So my sister-in-law keeps teasing me about it. She says, yeah, you were asking for a Big Mac and fries. But I I was really asking for a bottle of water because my mouth was so dry I couldn't speak. So that's the reason why I have this bottle of water in case my mouth gets dried. So uh, forgive me if I do uh, take a sip. But I'm going to go ahead and start with uh, the sermon this morning. And I don't know about you, but uh, Pastor Trevor and I share many stories. Uh, some are great stories. Some are encouraging stories. Uh, but some, you know, were difficult circumstances that we've gone through together. Um, but so I love stories. So I'm going to share one with you uh, this morning. It's about this um, um, Heather Dornadin, she was actually a, uh, a runner. And so she joined this, uh, this marathon, it was called the, the Big Ten Indoor uh, Championship. And so she had to train extensively. And, and if you're an athlete, or maybe you know of an athlete, you know that they have to train. They have to sacrifice certain things in their lives. They have to work hard. And sometimes it can be overwhelming. So they have to put in the work and train. So she trained for for several months. And it got to the point that she was ready. She said, man, I'm excited for this uh, race. I want to do it. I can't wait for it. Because it was something that, that was a big deal for her. It was important for her. She was determined to win that trophy. So the day came for the 600-meter race. She lined up with all the racers. The shot was fired, and off they went. From a distance, you can tell that, man, she's she's doing well. She's behind. Uh, she's a stride behind first runner. And we knew, my gosh, she's going to win. For sure, man, I can feel it in my heart. I can feel it that she's going to be the winner. But in an instant, something happened. She falls to the ground, and she tumbles. Wait a minute. Everything, all the sacrifice that she's done, all the hard work, gone in seconds. My gosh, what's going to happen to her? Will she ever get up from this fall? Will she ever run again? But fortunately, she got up quickly, 200 meters to go, and she finishes in first place. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. And the reason is because she never gave up. She persevered. She never threw in the towel. And she was able to to receive that trophy. Isn't that awesome? And here's the thing, man, that this race was so important for her that it determined the outcome. You see, people have been talking about this story for about 12 years. Even though there are many other stories of runners running the race, but this one was special because it was about triumph, overcoming her biggest adversity when it mattered the most. And I'm here to tell you this morning that in this world, there will be times that we will experience trials, tribulations, and suffering in our lives. In the ups and downs of this world, man, we don't know what's going to happen. There will be sweet moments in our lives that, yeah, we will be swinging from tree to tree like Tarzan, but in an instant, that branch will break and we will find ourselves in the middle of that dark jungle. When we fight in vain without being able to get out of that pit of sadness sadness and discouragement, we must remember it is the consequences of living in a world of sin full of trials and conflicts. These difficulties arrive without warning in our lives to steal the joys of us. And there are stories in the Bible of real people that have gone through this. Man, they lost everything. But were able to get up from it and persevere. And I'm here to tell you, it's not easy to suffer. I know I know firsthand, because I've experienced that, but these people trusted God and never, never gave up in the middle of their sorrows. And maybe there are some of you this morning that are running to finish a race. You have made sacrifices in your lives. You work hard to have all the comforts of life. But recently, you've taken a fall, and you're trying to get up from it. Maybe some of you have lost someone special in your life, and you feel this emptiness. Maybe your your relationship and your marriage is suffering, and it's hindering the joys of life. You're stressed out at work, and you're feeling anxious, or maybe you're feeling you're having some kind of anxiety attacks in your life. Being perfect, you're this perfect person that everything's got to be perfect, but it's taking a a a a, 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 a this. It's taking a toll on your life, and you're feeling depressed because you're trying to make, you don't want to fail, and you're trying to make people happy. And it's making it hard to cross the finish line. You see, the bitter moments in our lives blind us and make us feel like there's no way out. And I'm here to tell you this morning that no matter how bad life can get, let me comfort you by saying that God is in control. That he loves you and that he is by your side. And when life gets messy to the point that we say, why God? Why am I going through this? Why is this happening to me in my life? We want, I want you to get up. I want you to persevere and worship our God. Because I'm telling you right now, he is worthy to be praised. He is good and he is faithful. Amen? And we got to believe that God will rescue us and will carry us away from this mess because he wants to fill us with joy. He wants to fill us with peace, and he wants to to mend your marriages because God is still in the business of restoration. Amen? And this morning we will see a man who, despite his test, does not depart from God. The faith of Job was truly tested, but he continued to persevere and worship our God. So, we're going to read, if you have your Bibles with you, we're going to read uh, Job chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. If you have that up. And it says In the land of Uz, there lived a man whose name was Job. This was a man that was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. He had seven sons and three daughters, and he owned 7,000 sheep. 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 donkeys, and had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man among the people of the East. So here we see a man that have, he had everything. He had it all, he was, and that's why he was faithful uh, to God. But let me remind you of the blessings that God has given us. Our achievements, our possessions, our health. Let me ask you a question. What if God would remove all the stuff that he's given us daily and continues to give us? Are you faithful to God only in the good times? And can you honestly acknowledge Jesus in the bad times? The question is, will you worship God if the blessings were removed from your lives? You see, in the, in the book of Job, we, we read that, that Satan tested his faithfulness. So he removed all the blessings from his lives that were given by God. So what did he remove? Well, he removed his ten children, all his children, gone. He got rid of his income. He had no more money. His home, he had no more home. He ruined his dignity. But imagine if, if Job didn't trust God in times of despair, his life could have turned into a negative effect where a moment of weakness and a turning in his back on faith could have caused damaging effects. However, Job worshipped in the middle of his anguish. And we see this in Job chapter 1, verse 20 through 22. And it says, at this, at this Job got up, tore his robe, and shaved his head. Then fell to the ground and worshiped and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. See, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all of this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. Man, we see, we read here, first of all, that he did mourn, he was sad for the loss of, of mostly his kids. And, and it's okay, let me tell you. I'm here to tell you it's okay to mourn. Take your time because it's important that we mourn for, for, for the, the, the loss of our kids, especially. But, but also, don't allow that to consume our lives or separate you from God. I can't imagine losing everything that, that Job lost. But I believe that Satan attacks us when we're down with the sole purpose of us denying God. In many many cases we see that, that we put negative, when, when, when we suffer Satan puts negative thoughts in our minds so that we can blame God for the things that are happening in our lives. But Job suffered and he recognized that life was a gift from God. You see Job suffered but his perspective to trust Jesus changed the outcome. Job valued God, and that determined his income. So what I want you to know this morning as we continue this sermon is that what we value the most will determine the outcome of the situation. What we value the most will determine the outcome of the situation. So when we lose something of value, will we allow it to consume us to the point of no return, or will we get up from that situation and trust God, because I believe that in moments of despair, we need to put trust in God. Otherwise, when we fall from the race of life, we may never get up from the impact. So I guess the question that I wanted to ask is what, is, what is it that you value the most in your life? Because Job valued God and was able to get up from the middle of his pain and worship God you see Satan he's he's slick you know he knows what he what to do you know he knows our strengths he he knows our weaknesses and when we go through sufferings man he he knows how to push that you know push it more so that we can deny God and so when problems happen yes there are times that it will escalate to an inescapable way that the low may seem heavy And we begin to wonder, my gosh, this pain, the emptiness that I feel, is it worth it? Is it worth following God? And sometimes we will. We'll look to the world so that we can feel that that emptiness, that joy that was robbed from us. And Job felt that way because he lost everything. And sometimes, yes, we will feel that, man, there's no joy in our lives. And we see this in, in Job chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. It says, after this, Job opened his mouth and cursed the day of his birth. And he said, may the day of my birth perish. And the night that said a boy was conceived. See, finally, he, he was able to express his pain that, and sadness and that life without value and, and purpose. Have you ever felt that way? Isolated? in times of pain and sufferings it's only a matter of time that your life will become a domino effect losing your job, then your house and then losing yourself to depression, anxiety because we lose hope and begin to give up we can't hold on anymore because we're trying desperately to find some kind of comfort in our lives. My professor in um, spiritual formation mentioned that one of the things that satan does is to isolate divide and then conquer that's why i truly believe in corporate worship because together uh, we are stronger you know the bible says that when two or three are gathered in my name that i'm in the middle of it and i believe god hears your cries i believe that god hears your sufferings he understands what you're going through this morning and god wants to heal, heal you from that that's so why I truly believe that, to, that we need to come to church every Sunday. I truly believe that, that growth groups are important. If you've never been to a growth group, man, I encourage you to be part of that. If you've never been, if you're a teenager here this morning, and you're not part of a ministry, man, I want you to try Misfit, man. I heard Mike is doing great things in that ministry, man. So I encourage you to join us. If you're a child, if you have children, Man, we have a, uh, an awesome children's ministry. In fact, I'm going to take advantage and, and promote uh, children's ministry. Uh, we have a party coming up next week. You should have one of these on your seats. Yes, thank you. Uh, March 15th, next week, we're going to have a, a big party. We're going to have the game truck. We're going to have some face painting. We're going to have, um, we're going to have uh, a pizza. We're going to have chocolate fountain. We're going to have all the good stuff that kids like. So please come, bring your kids. We're starting a new uh, curriculum, and so we want the kids to to enjoy this, this new uh, stage, a new phase that we're going to have in our children's ministry. So please come, join us. I want you to meet the staff. We have an amazing staff that loves kids. So forgive me if I, uh, yes, there was an Ow! It's going to be after the service, so please uh, join us, okay? After the service. New? Yes. Thank you. I don't know about you, but I love the planet, the Animal Planet show. You ever watch that? I notice how the, uh, the predators are chasing the animals, and the animals are in this group together. And I also notice that when that animal is separated from that pack, that that's it. They're in trouble. The animal's dead, and that's why it's important for us to be in a group setting because we can't do it by ourselves. We need people to help us. We need people to pray for us. We need people to encourage us. We need people to pray for us. We need people to hold us together when we're going through difficulty because Satan is there to attack you. Satan is there to drop you to the floor. But when you have people that are surrounded by you and praying and holding to you, holding you together and say, Man, I love you. I'm here for you. We deny Satan. Satan's not going to take you down. That's what we need. That's why all these ministries are important for us so that we can continue growing. Amen? So, why do bad things happen? Well, let me share a story with you. Please don't laugh at my story. But when I was 12 years old, my mother got me a bike. And let me tell you something, it was, God bless my mom, man. It was one of the worst bikes in my life. It was slow, it was heavy. I remember riding my bike, and I was a block away from all my friends. I, was, I tried to keep up with my friends, but they had nicer bikes, they had faster bikes. So I was always a block away from them. And so I, I said, you know what, I, I, I can't do this anymore. I need to get a new bike. And so I, I, a friend of mine gave me a frame. It was a Mongoose frame. I don't know if it's still around. It's a super light bike. So he gave me the frame. So then I put the frame, I exchanged it, the, the frames. And so how, it seemed like a brand new bike. It was super light. It was fast. I was able to keep up with my friends. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to jump a ramp. I want to see how well this bike is made, so I built a ramp. It was like a three-four foot ramp, probably about the size of this stage, maybe a little bit bigger. So I went to the corner of the uh, of the block and I started pedaling. <laughs> Whoo, yeah! I was I was excited, by the way. And I and I jumped the, the the ramp and I was up in the air. I was dabbing. Um, just kidding. There was no dabbing back then. But. Man, I was loving it. I was up in the air, and when I landed on the ground, my handlebar collapsed, and I fell to the floor. Man, I got hurt. It was one of the worst pains in my entire life. I think I passed out, and I I may have seen a glimpse of Jesus. (laughs) I, I really did. Because let me tell you something. I never ever did it again. You know, And the reason why I'm telling this story is because I, I believe that God allows suffering to get our attention. In, in Psalm 119, 67, it says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I obeyed your word. Suffering helps us grow spiritually. It makes us stronger in our faith. During our suffering, we tend to pray more. And when we get through the suffering, it actually helps us rely and trust God when we're faced with Future circumstances. Second Corinthians chapter one, verses three to four says, Praise to be, be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves received from God. See, so your experience can help someone who is suffering and you can be the hands and feet of Jesus. Suffering prepares us to comfort someone else who is going through what we have gone through. And finally, we go through afflictions because God wants to shape us to be more like Him so that we can help others. And I believe that through suffering, Job learned something. And here's what he learned. And we can see this in Job 42, 5. And he says, He had heard you from ears, but now my eyes see you. So, so what did he see? I, I believe that he he understood the glory of God. He was able to see things that sometimes we can't see. Sometimes we can't see the air that we breathe. Sometimes we don't understand how the sun works. Sometimes we don't understand how the night works or the day works, and that's what opened his eyes he was able to see the power and the glory of our of our lord that he is the creator of this world and the hope our hope is not in the answer of why we suffer or why we go through such painful losses our hope is in our creator who loves us and who is trustworthy amen and so we see in, in job forty two ten, which i didn't i didn't um get you that verse that's okay But in that verse, you can read it later on, 42.10 says that God doubled all the things that he lost. He gave it back to him because Job never gave up. He persevered and he never threw in the towel. Job valued God more than all of the blessings that God had given him. Those things, it didn't matter. What mattered was the relationship that he had with God. Amen? And so as Christians, we have never been promised a life without anguish or pain. Uh, but I believe that sometimes reaching the lowest points in our lives, it is the best place that we can be. Because we find ourselves in the beginning of a relationship with God. And many times he allows us to, for us to go through it, to remove us from the, the pride, the self-confidence, and from the cravings of this world. Because he wants to strengthen us. And He wants to empty us of all those things, and come and fill us in in a mighty and powerful way, Amen. And if suffering is the only way for you to get Jesus, to know Jesus Christ, then so be it, because I believe that that is the best place that can you can be in, and that was the best place that I was in. And I'm going to share uh, my testimony uh, with you, and we're going to we're going to try to wrap things up. So if Stephanie can come up. So 15 years ago, I was running the the race of life. I was, I sacrificed so many things to be successful. I wanted to be that person that had it all. That's who I wanted. I wanted to be Al Pacino. You know, you've ever heard that story, the movie? That's who I wanted to be. We were, ma- I was making money, life was good, man. I, we, we bought a house, my wife and I bought a house. We were, um, uh, had nice cars. We, we had, we were actually building a family at that time. I valued money, that was my God. I had everything. Man, life was good, I didn't need anything else. And I would go to work full time I had another job, and then at nighttime, I would work on my AC business. But I remember the night that changed everything. It changed my life. One night I just started having chest pains. I'm like, what's going on here? And I couldn't breathe. I'm like, honey, you better call 911 or you're gonna lose me tonight. So she calls 911, the the ambulance comes, picks me up, takes me to the hospital and they did some tests and the following day they released me. They ruled out a heart attack. And I'm thinking to myself, my gosh, man, all I want, I want to succeed, man. You know, I, I want the good life, you know. Why is this happening to me? You know, I, I, I was running the race of life, but I fell down, you know. I fell And I couldn't get up. Because I continued having these chest pains, these heart palpitations. I felt dizzy. I didn't know what to do. And I remember going back to the doctor saying, man, what's going on with me? Why am I feeling this way? I I need to get back to my work. I I need to make some money. What's going on? And I remember saying, they they saying, well, I, I think you're having anxiety attacks i'm like really well well help me i mean figure something out and so they prescribed some medication for me and let me tell you none of those things worked some of the medication i would go home and feel like a zombie i would sit in the couch and just stare at the wall like if i was a lunatic you know crazy man and there were moments of time that i felt angry people would talk to me i would just I was just like, get out of my face. I don't want to talk to you, man. And there were other medications that I just wanted to commit suicide. What was the purpose of of me living? There was no purpose. I lost everything that I worked so hard for. Why should I be here? Why should I be around? Because I lost it all. For six years... For 6 years I was alone. I was afraid. I hated I hated God. I hated God for allowing this to happen to me. I had a life to live and he ruined it. So after six years of this whole ordeal, my sister-in-law said, man, what, you know, I have this psychiatrist that can probably help you out. And I'm like, you crazy. I ain't psycho, man. I ain't crazy. And she said, try it out, man. I, I believe it can help. So I said, okay, I'm going to go see him. Sure enough, a couple of days later, I went to go see him, and I started to feel better looking back at this experience, man. It was one of the best experiences that that I've ever gone through. Because it was in that moment of despair, it was in that moment of my lowest point in my life that I started turning to God. And that's where I met Pastor Trevor. He's been my friend. He's been my rock. He's been my hermano. He's been my everything. He's part of my family. I mean, I I consider him family. After a while, I rededicate my life to Jesus. I started to follow him. I gave my life to him. And now I follow him, now I serve him. You see, I realized that my focus was in the wrong things. And I think many times for us in moments of trials that uh, we consider everything lost and with no hope. But I believe that in moments that we, that we feel that way that we need to force ourselves to get back up and follow Jesus. Because He is our God and He will fight our battles and give us the strength to get up, get our joys back, and the emptiness that we're feeling. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 4 says, The Lord your God is going with you. He will fight for you and you will win. Our hope is gotta be in Jesus Christ. Can't be no other thing, it can't be money. It can't be the possessions that we own. It's got to be placed on Jesus Christ. You see, Romans 8.29 tells every believer to be confirmed in the image of of his son. You see, God is not in in the business to knock us down, but to raise us up in our higher level of spiritual maturity. But in order to do that, we must go through these trials. The Apostle Paul was one of the many people in the Bible that experience sufferings, but look what Paul says towards the end of his life he says in 2nd Timothy 4 7 he says I have fought the good fight I have finished the race I have kept the faith you see Paul suffered tremendously for the gospel but man many times he was put in jail many times he was stoned he was beaten for the sake of Christ but quickly was able to get up because he valued God. He put first God in his life. You see, your prize is not in the possessions or the things that we accomplish here, or the fame or the popularity. You see, our prize is in Jesus Christ. Is it? It is in the in the prize that we will receive from our Heavenly Father. Amen? Don't let Satan corrupt your mind during the fall. No matter how bad life can seem, man, just remember, get up. Keep fighting. Persevere. Never throw in the towel and worship God, our King in Heaven. Amen? God loves you so much and He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. Even if fear, in the middle of a disaster right now, don't give up hope. It's not over until God says it's over. And I know what he's done for me, man. Bringing me restoration of every part of my life. Taking me out of that pit and look at me now. I serve him. He's my Abba. He is my father. He is someone that I value. He is someone that has rescued me out of that pit, out of that hole. And I love him. He is my father. Yes. And I believe that he can do the same for you. So we're going to sing a song, and I'm going to come up, and we're going to close this morning. Is that okay with you? Can we do that? Let's do that this morning. She fall off the bed wakes you up but well, that he did that to me Says, son you're going in the wrong way and I'm going to help you because I love you I really truly love you son and so I want you to bow your heads with me this morning because I want to give an invitation I don't know what you're going through this morning maybe there's some of you here that are giving up Maybe you're, you're at that point that you said, that's it, I'm done. This is not worth it. Living in this life, I'm done. No way. Or sometimes we're, we feel this emptiness in our lives. And we, we can't feel it. And we try and we try. And we can't feel this emptiness that we have in our lives. And sometimes we feel like, man, we've been, we've been robbed from the joys of this life. I have no peace within me. like there's no hope. But I'm here to tell you this morning that there is hope. And His name is Jesus Christ. Because He loves you. He loves us. And He wants to do something for you this morning. He wants to restore your life. He wants your life to get back to Him. Because He loves you. I don't know If you're new this morning, I don't know if you've been coming to church for quite some time, but maybe you've never declared Jesus as your personal Savior. The first step is to receive him. And I want to give you that opportunity to make a decision to follow him. You know that the Bible says that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised His Son from the dead, that you will be saved. So I want to give that opportunity this morning. If you've never declared Jesus as your personal Savior, on account count of three, I want you to raise your hand. I want you to say yes to Jesus this morning. If that's you, on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three. Would you raise your hand? If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I want you to raise your hand right now. Today's the opportunity. And if you receive Jesus, and all of you receive Jesus, that's okay. I'm glad. I'm glad that you are a child of God. But maybe today, maybe this morning, you're going through some difficulties. You're going through some pain. You're going through some suffering. You feel that emptiness in your life. And you want me to pray for you. If that's you this morning, would you raise your hand this morning? Would you raise them up? Whatever you're going through in life, lift them up. Lift them up. God hears you, remember. God hears you when two or three are gathered in my name. That I'm in the middle of it. That I hear your cries. That I know what you're going through. You cannot escape from that. If that's you, let's pray this morning. Let's pray this morning together. Father, you see the hands that were raised. You see that some of us are going through some difficulties. There's some pain in our lives, man, that we can't do it on our own. We need you, God. We need you in our lives. God, help us. Embrace us. Give us that person, God, that can maybe encourage us. Give us that person that can embrace us, that can can love on us, God, during this time. We know you can do it, God. You know that you can give us peace. You know that, that you can give us joys in our lives. You are in the business in restoration. So I thank you, God, for all that you've done and continue doing. Help us in our lives. Help us continue to trust you. Help us to value you, God, in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
2: being in a pack, like when we're talking about those animals on Animal Planet, and listen, what we do here on Sundays, this is great, hearing a word, you know, worshiping together, that's great, but if your only sacrifice or your only work in this walk is coming here on a Sunday, and that's that's your God, that's your Jesus, that's, that's your time for that, if that's the only time that you're doing it, you're not doing it right. You see, because we're a church, we exist to gather on Sundays, to bring a word, to worship, But there's another side to this, right? If if that's all we did and we were like, all right, goodbye, see you next Sunday, don't call us. We're not doing our jobs. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. So this is a part of it and we're happy. We love this. But if you're doing life on your own and you're not connected, this is how we introduce people to the Father, right? This is what this is for. But guess what? You have brothers and sisters around you in that same family so why are you going to neglect your brothers and sisters just like that animal that animal knows who it belongs to right that animal is saved it knows who it belongs to but if it's not with its brothers and sisters it's an easy 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 uh target for the enemy it's an easy don't be an easy target for the enemy be in community join a small group reach out to somebody go to dinner live life with one another man i I can't speak like enough on how this has come alive in me after going to that men's retreat, man. Like, I've got brothers now. I've got brothers. In all different ages, man, the guys that I got closest to, I'm 25, the oldest was 82, but we're all brothers. It doesn't matter, It doesn't, we're all brothers and sisters here don't do this alone you're surrounded by believers we're we're blood family that's the blood of jesus it's the blood of jesus and so this is the part of our service where we continue to just worship and give praise to god by the giving of tithes and offerings so i'm gonna pray over that now god we thank you for your servant pastor ricardo lord and just the word that you are able to deliver through him this morning god bless him father and bless his family father for his faithfulness to you lord jesus god i pray for the offering this morning lord i pray for those giving father i pray for those trusting you father what you've already given us lord jesus i pray that you bless them in ways that they can't even imagine father god i pray that you just break the chains on their life father i pray that you just push them forward into your grace and mercy father God. Lord, we thank you for this church. We thank you for these people. And we thank you for this day. Bless these people as they go home. It's in Jesus' name that we all pray. Amen. 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 All right. And that is it. You are now dismissed. God bless you.
0: sins of the world, His blood breaks the chain, every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb, oh every knee will bow before Him, oh every knee will bow before Him. who comes to save Is here to set the captives free well, who can stop the Lord Almighty Our God is a lion The lion of Judah He's roaring with power And fighting our battles Every knee will bow before him Our God is a lamb That was paid for the sins of the world. His blood breaks the chains. Oh, every knee will bow before the Lion and the Lamb. Oh, every knee will bow
3: before Him.
0: Who can stop our Lord? Who can stop the Lord Who can stop the Lord Who oh can stop the Lord Who can the Lord Almighty? can stop the Lord Almighty. Who can stop the Lord Almighty? Oh, who can stop the Lord? Our God is a lion, the lion of Judah. He's a the mayor.